but that's the beauty of each new generation. If you knew better, you'd do better. And baby, we're doing better. Big or small wins, we're making progress every single day. Welcome to the Had to Be Said podcast, where we journey together to the path of self-love and self-improvement. On my personal journey to self-love and self-improvement, I have been met with obstacles and barriers that I have sometimes created for myself. In those moments where I'm unlearning things that no longer serve me and release them, I have found myself to be at an optimal well-being. All of this takes work, and it doesn't happen from one day to the other. Every day is an opportunity to be better than the day before, and learning and unlearning what serves you is what a Had to Be Said podcast is all about. So if you find yourself on the same path, tune into this podcast for your bi-weekly dose of encouragement. I'm Agustina Lopez, your big hermana. And this is It Had To Be Said podcast. Hello, everyone from near and far. I'm so excited and happy you're here with me today. This month, I get a chance to get back on the mic a third time. And what better time to introduce myself and how It Had To Be Said podcast came about. Let's talk about it. If you made a search online for the It Had To Be Said podcast.com website and hit the About Me section, you will read a concise bio about what I am. I think it's easier to tell you what I am than who I am. The roles that I take on that are the most important to me are being a mother, a daughter, a partner, a big sister, and an aunt. I'm proud to be a part of each and every one of those roles and that I get to be an important piece in the lives of those that mean the world to me. I'm also the creator of the food blog Tina La Foodie on all popular social media websites. This is where I post all my favorite food pictures. I'm an avid business reviewer on that bread app that everyone uses to find a restaurant and see what others rate it. But this is all the surface layer of what I am, not who I am. As a young child that struggled with her self-confidence and had a difficult time advocating for herself when the adults around her failed to do it, this podcast has been a way to give that young girl her voice back. This is why I created this podcast. For all those moments when the voice of the child was disregarded or silenced, or you just didn't have the words to fill in the blanks or the awkward silences. But who is Agustina Lopez? Well, on a surface level, I'm a first-gen Mexicana-Americana, born and raised in the Silicon Valley. During my childhood, the area I grew up in was very diverse. During my childhood, the area I grew up in was very diverse. The schools I attended had bilingual programs 
and included many international students and students that moved a lot because their parents were in the military. I was part of those bilingual programs and learned Spanish before I learned English. Spanish is my first language and it's a beautiful language. Growing up, it triggered a lot of discrimination and hate whenever it was spoken in public, but that never made my father not want us to learn it. My Spanish is not Spain Spanish or even Mexico Spanish. It's a beautiful conglomeration of my parents' Spanish and the Spanish spoken in the United States by Mexicanos Americanos. My school and community was filled with children of all races. It was way more diverse when I was in school compared to nowadays. Doesn't mean that there was more inclusion back then, but there was a more diverse population in schools when I attended back then. My hometown looked way different in the 90s than it does now in 2023. The area has since changed, and now large buildings that are as high as towers have taken up every area all over. Few mom and pop shops survived after the tech era was among our community. This also displaced a lot of people that had lived in the area for years because the cost of living had increased substantially. My hood no longer looks or feels like it did when I was a kid. I miss those days walking back home from school or riding my bike with my sisters and dad. It was just different times. If you're new here, then you should know I'm also the oldest of six siblings. If you've been here for the ride, please don't get sick of hearing this. I enjoy being the oldest, but whoa, is it hard work. I have learned a lot being the oldest. I've had to grow up quick and help take care of my younger sisters, which I really feel should never be the burden of the oldest. But that is the topic for another day. I take the role of big sister very seriously, and I'm such a ferocious advocate for my siblings. I can be very tough on them, especially the two that follow right after me. But like anything in life, you have to learn on your own, and it doesn't matter how many consejos and life advice you give someone. Before I even came to be, my parents had immigrated from Mexico to the U.S., and in doing this, they gave us the opportunity to seek out a different life than they had back home. While I will never understand what they went through to get here, I definitely appreciate the opportunity to have a better life than they had growing up. My parents made the decision to divorce when we were young kids, and my father became a single father of three daughters. This impacted our lives greatly. And as an adult, I had to learn and unlearn a lot of things from my childhood. Not having a mother in my life impacted the way I saw myself and carried myself. This would trickle down into the type of quote-unquote friends and quote-unquote relationships I would have. When I reflect on the relationships I had as a young adult, my heart breaks because if I had only known my worth and self-esteem, I would have never chosen to be with the people that never had my best interest at heart. This is one of those moments where you have to learn the hard way 
because no adult put in the work to help me as a child know my true worth. And I'm not placing blame on anybody. These are just things that parents and adults in children's lives should be establishing for their children. I got pressured into marrying at a young age by my super religious father after having my firstborn with a guy I had met back when we were both in middle school. I would always throw this in my dad's face like, it's your fault I married him. But truly, it was my fault for not knowing better. I was so stuck on the idea of giving my child a picture-perfect family that I tried so hard to keep it together at the cost of my mental, emotional, and physical health. I wanted a more stable outcome for my child than I had growing up. And I forced it with someone who was no longer invested in me from the moment I got pregnant. In all reality, I wish I would have known that I didn't have to stay with this person and that I could have tried my best on my own. This would have saved so much time and heartache. But I really, really wanted it to work because I wanted better for my baby. It didn't last long. And we both went our separate ways shortly after. At that point, I became a single mom and with the support of my family, was able to complete college, get a job, and slowly work towards a better life for my child and I. Those years were probably the hardest years of my young adult life. It felt like the situation I was in would last forever, but it didn't. It never does. And we can trick ourselves into falling into the dark abyss that things can't change but they can, and they did. It took many years to learn to love myself. I'm still working on it every day. And to stop allowing people to choose me and make the choice to choose myself. In the middle of this work, I met my partner who truly saw the sad girl behind those smiley selfies. My partner and I have worked through so much to get here today. Like any relationship, it is an incredible amount of work, and it's not always rainbows and sunshine. To love someone is a choice each and every day, and I'm grateful to have a partner who does their best to understand me for who I am. It's so incredibly easy to think you will never find your person, but if you stay with the same person who's not working for you, if you don't give yourself the grace to try and see, you will never know. Many of us fear rejection, and it will happen. But it's like Becky G said at Coachella 2023. Sometimes it's not rejection. It's redirection. These words hit home for me, and they literally can be applied to almost any and every area of your life. Gotta love Becky G for that one. When I graduated high school, I had a plan to attend college. I applied at several and my top choice was Sonoma because I loved the outdoors and all the huge sequoia trees in the area. It just seemed like the place for me. My second choice was local and well-known San Jose State University. I didn't get into Sonoma and I was pretty disappointed, but I did get into SJSU. Go Spartans! and was pretty excited to attend somewhere local. When I got there, I had no idea what I would pursue. But after doing research on different majors, I chose to pursue a double major in psychology 
and behavioral science. While in college, I got pregnant with my oldest and with the support of my family, completed both degrees and became the first college graduate in my family, but not without accruing some student debt and making some financial mistakes due to the lack of any financial knowledge. But you live and you learn. And I have learned the hard way how to manage finances on my own now and to set up future generations to come after me, aka my kids and their kids. I have the financial literacy I wish my parents would have had. But that's the beauty of each new generation. If you knew better, you do better. And baby, we're doing better. Big or small wins, we're making progress every single day. Fresh out of high school, and right before I started my first semester of college, I got my first job. I worked at the local department store and have worked at several retail spots since. My father was never late anywhere, but he didn't really teach us the importance of being on time. So I was always late to school and to work. This would end up costing me a job at one point, and having to find a job quickly was of the highest importance. My cousin's daughter hooked it up with a job where she was working as a direct staff professional for individuals with developmental disabilities. At the time, I thought this would be a job to get me through college and help me pay my bills, but it ended up turning into experience for a career working with children and adults with developmental disabilities. I did not intend to end up working with this population as I had aspirations to become a guidance counselor at the high school level to support all those kids that didn't have the direction, advocates, or supports to make better life choices. After all, all it really takes is having one adult that sees you have the potential to make your dreams into goals and then into reality. This was a huge career change for sure. Working in this field has taught me so much and I'm forever grateful that I decided to take this route. I've always enjoyed my job and while the job description has changed over the years and the workload seems insurmountable, this is where I want to be. But work is only part of my day. My mornings are probably the most chaotic parts of my day because prior to even setting foot into my workspace, I've already been up for hours. An average morning for me looks like this. Alarm rings, and I force myself to get up, or else I'll be hitting the snooze button for the next 15 minutes. I get up, get myself ready, wake up the kids, and get the youngest ready. I make sure the oldest eats before school, in the middle of this, I pack up any remaining items, grab like seven bags that include my work bag and my lunchbox, and get the kids and I out the door. My oldest gets dropped off at school and the youngest to the caregiver. On my drive to work, I'm either sipping on my cafecito, aka my coffee, or singing my heart out to whatever song's pumping me up that morning. I make it to work and work my shift, and by the time I'm out, it's time to get the kids, spend some quality time, decompress, 
make dinner with my partner, clean, and do the bathtime routine to get ready for the following day. It truly is a whole day work for my partner and I. We never stop doing some type of physical work even after our paid jobs are completed. We get to work and complete our job description, go home and work some more as we do the housework and everything else. Two full-time jobs in one day. Becoming a mother as a young adult with no mother role in my own life and then no partner was terrifying. But I gave it everything I had. I did the best I could with what I had. Almost a decade later, I had my second child with my now partner, and the difference in raising a child with an active father is drastic. My partner has been an active father to his child and works each and every day to provide for the whole family. I'm also a different person than I was almost 10 years ago. When I had my oldest, I was in a constant state of survival. The second time around, I had the opportunity to parent and enjoy being a mother. I didn't have to worry about who was going to watch my son while I went to work, while I went to class. I didn't have to worry about missing work because my kiddo was sick and not making an income. All these things that I don't really think about now because I don't have to go through them anymore. All parenting tasks are divided in a way that best works for the both of us. My oldest child had a young mother who did everything she could to better both their lives. My oldest child also had a mother that was learning to be patient, understanding, present, and so many other things. Not everyone is interested in becoming a mother. And that's okay. But if you're in the bunch that wants to be a mother or is a mother, you know that in it of itself, it's a journey that won't end until our last breath. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Motherhood is truly one of the coolest hoods. I've been content creating since the summer of 2019 when I created my personal food blog. I remember the first username was Eats with Tina. And over time, I wanted to rebrand and went with Tina La Foodie, which in English means Tina the Foodie. La in Spanish means the. I love content creating and sharing my work with my followers. And I really do dedicate quality time to do it. It's an outlet for my love of food exploration. So if you're not following, go follow Tina La Foodie. But Agustina, how did you get to making a podcast? Where did that come from? I've had aspirations to write a book about my experience, to share it with others who may have gone through similar experiences or want to better understand people in their lives that have gone through similar or same experiences as I made an outline of the topics I wanted to write about. And it's something that I've been working on for a long time. And like a light switch, I thought, podcast, podcast, ding, 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 ding. And this is where I began my journey to creating my podcast. 
I spent several days researching how to make a podcast, what I needed, where to record it, where to upload it. It didn't take me long to come up with the name of the podcast. It had to be said. Or in Spanish, se tenía que decir. It almost sounds cooler in Spanish. And I'll be working on translating the podcast into Spanish because I think it's so important. You know, it's, it's something that I want to do and it's just important to have it in another language that I speak. Because the podcast was centered around all the things younger Agustina wished she could have said but didn't because she didn't know better or was afraid to say it. My birthday was a couple days away and my partner gifted me the mic to start my podcast journey. I had no idea how to make my podcast art and still don't. So I just took one of my favorite pictures, added a certain tone of pink to the background, added my title, and voila, my podcast art was made. I also had no idea what makes a good podcast and the need for intro music to set it apart from others. So I did more research on that. I made a list of the topics I wanted to talk about and got input from my sisters on topics they wanted me to include. I also made a website for the podcast and that took several days to put together and complete. So go check it out. It had to be said podcast. Dot com, And you've got to hit the about me section because I'm not kidding when I tell you it's a concise bio of what I am and where I'm at today. Once I had all of that down, I recorded my first episode. I was too far away from the mic, so it's very hard to hear the first episode. But with that came experience. I recorded the second episode and the third one and so on. And I kept learning from the process. I want it to be more of a loose transcript in the future, but for now I have a written script to keep me on topic. The podcast episodes are on average 10 minutes with music and everything and intros. And many people would confuse that with the snippet. But I do my best to be concise so, so you can hear it in as quick as a car ride, workout, or a break I'm doing all the time. So I'm always on the go. I need to get on a better schedule though, because I'm usually writing my content during the week for the podcast and the weekend before it airs, I'm recording and editing it to have it uploaded by my target time of 6 a.m. bi-weekly on Mondays. It does cause a lot of anxiety and stress to do it this way. So I do hope to get into a better rhythm. For now, the podcast is a solo podcast. But I will bring on guests as I develop the podcast more. The podcast will get longer and you won't always just hear me talking. And I look forward to that. But I'm only one person running every aspect of this show. So be patient with me. I chose to make the episodes on a bi-weekly basis for that reason. Because I manage multiple roles. I'm a working mother, a food blogger, a podcast host, all things I have made a choice to be in and love to pour my time into. This is how the It Had To Be Said podcast came about. 
But why I made it? Well, there's a lot of reasons. I wanted a space to talk about things that often get silenced in first-gen homes. You know, all the taboo subjects, the older ones that get silenced by your mom and your tia, the stuff you don't talk about with your dad, all of that. While I focus on a Mexican-American audience, because I am one, I hope the podcast serves as a place for anyone going through a similar thing from any background. My space is open to anyone that wants to make it their space too. I want to encourage you to choose you and what is best for you. I want to encourage you to please you, not others. Do what is in your best interest first. Invest in yourself. Learn something new every day. Explore. And if my podcast is not for you, there's thousands of other podcasts out there. Go explore and listen to what serves you. I'm not the only first-gen Mexicana out there. There are so many of us out there sharing our experiences. I understand that not everyone grew up in a quote-unquote dysfunctional family and don't necessarily see the world in those glasses but in an effort to understand your fellow human being. This is how you can get another perspective on how other people were raised and grew up. I've always said, the more you know, the better. This podcast is truly a passion project that I have poured so much time and love into. It is healing me to be able to speak what I wish an adult had said to me so I would be more comfortable advocating for myself. Today, I am a woman who has learned and continues to learn how to love herself. I continue to grow out of anything and everything that is not serving me. I have found my voice, and I'm learning how to advocate for my best interest. I cannot fit into one niche because I like to dip my feet into many interests and I will not limit myself to fit inside a box. There's so much more to who Agustina is and today we have just scratched the surface. Thank you for choosing It Had To Be Said podcast for your bi-weekly dose of encouragement. I appreciate all of you for tuning in. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of It Had To Be Said podcast. I will see you bi-weekly on Mondays. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with all your friends and family. And enjoy listening to it on all your favorite streaming platforms. Don't forget to share and tag us after listening to this episode on all your favorite social media.